The first lesson is found in Deuteronomy 10, verses 12 to 13. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul? and to observe the Lord's commands and decrees that I am giving you today for your own good. Here ends the first lesson. The second lesson is in Galatians 5, verses 22 to 26. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Here ends the second lesson. Please stand for the Gospel reading. The Gospel reading is found in the book of John, chapter 14, verses 1 to 14. Do not let your hearts be troubled, but believe in God. Believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. This is the Gospel of Christ. My mom and dad were missionaries in uh, the Middle East, and uh, they had to go off on uh, deputation now and again, and they came to Cape Town. And um, during that time, I went to the Weinberg Boys School here, nearby, and uh, learned quite a few things. But uh, dad and mom had talked, and they decided that it was a good, would be a good thing for me to continue my education down here. Uh, in Cape Town, while the rest of the family went back to 
uh, Lebanon to Beirut. And uh, I had, I'd been picking up these things, but, you know, as a young chap of 12 years old, you don't sort of get the idea too much, except that there's disturbance in the air. You know? <laughs> Eventually, of course, my dad had to talk to me about it, and he took me up the mountain, up Table Mountain. We went uh, in the cable car, which was a great event, and then he had a, a good time with me, uh, softly and carefully telling me what was going to happen, and I'd be staying with my aunt and uncle uh, while the rest of the family went off there. Um, he was preparing me for uh, what was going to happen, and uh, that was very helpful uh, in so many ways. So uh, his love and kindness, along with my mom's, they prepared me for what was coming up next. I say this because it relates to what Jesus was doing with his disciples in the passage that we are looking at this morning. Uh, John chapter 14, 1 to 14. Um, You know, before this passage uh, is uh, here, we we know that Jesus was preparing uh, the, the disciples, but there were a lot of things going on around them that, that sort of must have indicated to them, ooh, there's change coming up. There's something coming, coming up. I don't know how, how else to do it, sorry. Um, so something coming up uh, that, that is going to affect our lives. And so there was the Passover meal which had been arranged. There was Jesus now started the whole process of the Passover by washing their feet. Uh, he, the, their master, their teacher, showed them what they needed to do uh, and wash their feet, as an example. He shared out the communion, the bread, shared his, his body, which was given for you, and also then the, the cup of the new covenant he shared with them in his blood. Then, of course, there was also the, ma- the matter of chatting a little bit about uh, he's going to be betrayed, you know, and, and there's that whole dynamic that surrounded that. And the disciples were chatting among each other, and John asked Jesus, you know, who is it? <laughs> and he says, the one who, who, who eats with me. Um, and then after that, Peter says, no, well, I'll follow you to the end, you know. What does he say? You're going to, you're going to deny me. Three times. And he said that he would pray for him. Because when he comes back, he would encourage the other disciples as well. I don't know if you remember all those things. But one of the other things that he said was, love one another. He reiterated that. Love one another. Then he comes to them and he starts, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. Look, things were going to fall apart for the disciples after his crucifixion and, and, and everything. Uh, but Jesus encourages trust in God. And he says that to us too. When things are beginning to get difficult, fall apart, and so on, what does he say? Trust in God. Trust also in me. That's a a topic that we, we know well, hey? When we talk to each other, well, trusting God, you know, it's a bit hectic right now, but keep looking to the Lord. 
be obedient and be strong. Then he goes on and he says, In my father's house are many rooms. If it weren't so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come back and take you to be with me so that you also may be where I am. Uh, He's looking to what's coming up. What am I going to do? And he's going to his father's house. So he's talking about his father. He's talked a lot about his father, even in the Lord's Prayer that he's taught us, our Father who art in heaven. Uh, Of course, Jesus, God was uniquely Jesus' father, but he is our Father too. I'm going there to prepare a place for you, he said. So he... Okay... (laughs) <laughs> Go well. <laughs> um, so he, he, uh, he gives a reason for why he's going, and he also um, said that he will come back and get us. Now, it, was that just for his disciples? I don't think so. It was also for us. He is in heaven doing a work. He is preparing a place for us. We are his disciples. We follow him. And he is gone to prepare a place for us. But he didn't leave us alone. I'll talk about that a little bit later. He didn't leave us and just go and do something in heaven. But he, he also came to get us in so many different ways. Since Jesus is trustworthy and faithful, his promises can be trusted like Father God. His work is to prepare places for disciples. He will have the victory. He'll accomplish his mission in triumph. And he will return to take his own. To be with him. He will take us to be present with him. Alright? Got that. Then he he, uh, opens up the, the, the next step and says you know the way to the place where I'm going and uh, Thomas says what you know uh, uh, we don't know where you're going so uh, like how do we know the way so that opens up the statement to be looked at by the disciples who are with him an opening statement that checks understanding Thomas voiced the question and maybe the others had the similar question on their minds. Okay? Thomas uh, said this. And then the, he, his question said, he wanted to know what you're talking about. Please, critically important answer is important here. Asking, seeking, knocking. Uh, and you'll, you'll get there. And that's what Thomas was doing. Jesus answered, the big thing that is important for all of us I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So the main lesson in this encounter is clearly stated and the meaning explained. I am the way. He walks with us. He takes us by the hand, leads us, strengthens us, guides us, enlightens and directs us personally. He doesn't tell us about the way. He takes us there. He's with us. 
There's a character aspect to this as well, the way. Loving, gentle. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. And that's what was happening with the disciples. And it's got to do not so much with the destination, but the journey there as well. We sang the song about love. What well, it's gentle. Um, uh, we, we read the reading, rather. Uh, and all the aspects of love. Well, that was who Jesus was. He, he was there. He was showing them what it meant to walk in the way. Then he also says, I am the truth. He embodied the truth. Moral perfection found its peak in Jesus. But beyond that, it found its realization in him. You look at Jesus, you see truth. Pilate didn't get it. He was looking right at Jesus and he said, what is truth? There Jesus was standing right in front of him. I am the life. True life is in Jesus. Eternal life. That's victorious over death. His promise to us as his people is abundant life. Life eternal. Life to the full. From now on and forever. Not just for his disciples. For you and me. In Jesus alone we see what Father God is like. In Jesus alone we have access to God and he alone can lead men and women into the presence of God without fear or shame. Uh, Someone once said there's many roads to God and the answer was uh Oh, you must be very privileged to be in a place where you can see all the way in which all these roads lead to God. I think the uh, the speaker was a little bit, con- uh, you know, uh, worried because he obviously hadn't been there. We can't see that all the roads lead to God. What Jesus is saying here, though, is He is the way, the truth, the life. And it's only through him that we come to the Father. Yes? You got that? <laughs> All right. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you know him and have seen him. <laughs> and then Philip sits there scratching his head and he says, Whoa, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. So he wants a deeper and clearer understanding of what's going on. What's Jesus' answer? Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I'm in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it's the Father living in me who is doing his work. Um, Jesus' answer to Philip wasn't to make him uh, uh, feel bad, but to open his eyes to the implications of what uh, we're believing. To know Jesus is to know what Father is like. 
If you ask the question, what's Father like? Well, look at Jesus. That's what he's saying. And and, uh, there's a similar sort of thing in terms of our knowledge of Jesus as well. What is Jesus like? If people look at your life and mine, do they see Jesus? Do they know him? Through who we are. Yeah, we're imperfect. We can't put, the, put everything together. We are sinful people. But by his grace, we are growing in Christ-likeness. Is that not true? And, and that's what we're all here for, aren't we? Uh, as God's people in this particular St. John's community. We're here to, to help each other to grow, to be more and more like the Lord Jesus Christ. And then, um, to know Jesus is to know what Father God is like exactly. In Jesus, Father entered an ordinary home with an ordinary family. He knew what it was to do a craftsman's work. He was a carpenter. He knew what it was to be tempted. He loved in good and as well as painfully challenging times. And it's already been quoted, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross to express his love. Are you like him? Am I like him? Like Jesus? More and more? Perhaps? (laughs) I think that's what the whole um, uh, journey is about. To be more and more like Jesus. There's a a story that was uh, told about a man, uh, a doctor in India, uh, Paul Brand, who uh, was doing doing some work with some patients. And... um, one of his students was kind of uh, checking the patient out, you know, feeling what, what was wrong and all that. And uh, Paul Brand says, hey, you've got an expression just like my professor who taught me medicine. And so the rest of the students laughed and they said, yes, that's the expression that you have as well. And this man has learned it from you. <laughs> now, are we like that? Have we learned from Jesus? I mean, the disciples themselves for three, four years, whatever, they were with Jesus, walking with him, talking with him, him with the, uh, relating to them. More and more, they began to be like him, to express things the way he did. Is that also not perhaps what we should be doing? Growing, learning about Jesus, what he's like, his character, his love and expressing that in our own lives as he helps us and as he walks with us, as he abides with us and we with him. A challenge? A challenge to us all, I think. Definitely to me. The disciples were with Jesus 24-7. How much am I with Jesus? Then Jesus says, believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father's in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. Well, Jesus based his claim on words and works which could be heard, seen, and related to as 
well as tested for authenticity. In, one Colo- Colo- in Colossians 1.15, uh, Paul says about this, the sun is the image of the invisible God. And he also says, uh, in Hebrews, it says, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his, image, of his being. What's Jesus saying to us? Could he be saying, look, listen, know me for who I am, who I really am. Trust, believe, have faith in me. I think that's what Jesus is saying to me. I think he's saying that to us too. Know me. Trust me. Obey me. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. You know that that verse, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. That's what we're talking about here. Whoever believes in me will do the works that I've been doing and will do even greater things. We've been walking with Jesus. Jesus is, we are abiding in Jesus. We are walking with him. Same thing. Character. Relationships. Uh, the way we do things around us, the, the help we give, the, the giving, the, the, the loving, the caring, the, all of those things. The, the motivating, sometimes you know, we need to prod each other, I think, <laughs> to, hey, get the point, let's, let's go. Come, let's go together. Jesus said, I'm going to the Father. What did he also say? He is going to ask the Father to send the Holy Spirit. So he's with us. He's with us still. And then he goes, the final thing here that I just want to look at, I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. And then he says, (laughs) can you believe it? You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. What do you do with that? (laughs) Anything in my name. I think, uh, uh, so that the Son may bring glory to the Father, right? So that the Son may bring glory to the Father. So, if we are asking something of that will bring glory to the Father... Asking Jesus for that, he says, I will do it. He won't give what comes from revenge or ambition or, or a, a, wrong, you know, a wrong spirit, a desire to surpass someone else, but he will do whatever is asked out of a desire to glorify the Father in the Son. Think of that. We can ask him for anything that will glorify the Father in the Son. Just, just remember that. I, I must say, uh, sometimes we think he will give us anything. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I think it's true that according to his will, according to what the Father wants for in his Son.
Um, if our being together at St. John's is not about a continuing transformative relationship with Jesus Christ, now and into forever with him, then I don't know why I'm here. Do you? If that's the reason. However, but, I am persuaded that most of us here are into being constantly transformed into Christ-likeness as we worship and fellowship together here and in our cell groups and as we reach out to those who don't yet know the good news of Jesus Christ as Saviour and as Lord. Thank you, Father, for giving us your Son and leaving your Spirit till the work on earth is done. Abba, Father, let us be yours and yours alone. May our wills forever be evermore your own. Never let our hearts grow cold. Never let us go. Abba, Father, let us be yours and yours alone. Amen.